0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: John, it's Andrew and BJ. How are you, man? Good morning, guys. Good to be with you. I'm sure you've been busy, man, these last few days. Am I correct? Yeah, you
0: kind of feel like a CPA on April 14th at (laughs) 11 (laughs) 55
1: Well, give us the damn numbers, man. What the heck is going on? Did you see this coming? And I'm in agreement. Our, Our buddy Seth Davis tweeted this the other day that this... These type of interactions and machinations, I guess, have been going on for a while now. I I saw Sonny Vaccaro give an interview the other day and he talked about how the NCAA has been at the forefront of allowing this and the monies to the schools and the shoe deals and apparel deals and all that. When did it get out of control?
0: Well, I think that we all understood that in collegiate athletics that under-the-table recruiting existed. I don't think anybody ever, you know, thought that that wasn't going on. But I think the difference right now with this specific case is this wasn't, you know, recruits going to campuses on official visits and getting a duffel bag full of cash or anything like that. Or This was, you know, assistant coaches wiring money through different third parties in an effort Not just, obviously, to get a kid to commit to their respective institution, but to also benefit monetarily themselves. So this is an entirely new set of circumstances when it comes to what coaches will do to get players and also have people, in addition to those players, benefit by getting much more than a free education.
2: John, how many Power Five Uh, conference schools are feeling safe this morning, or do you think everybody's got some dirt that they're now nervous is going to get dug up somehow?
0: No, there's a lot of coaches in college basketball that do things the right way and take pride in doing things the right way from an ethically and moral standard. But, you know, I do think that everybody is going to be much more tepid with everything they do and how they operate their program moving forward. Because I mean, let's face it, the NCAA investigating it was a serious, serious offense. We've seen coaches in the past get show cause penalties, and people obviously lose their jobs. But when you are talking about dealing with the FBI and you are talking about federal investigations, you're not talking about potentially being out of college basketball for a year. You are talking about jail time. You are talking about things that will really end your life as you know it so i think we're dealing with an entirely new set of circumstances and guys you know the interesting thing to me is there's really no end in sight to this entire process because in addition to what the fbi released on tuesday when it released that probe that it had come up with and the people that it was set to arrest and potentially indict you also have to have the ncaa respond to this once the fbi concludes their investigation And to me, there's a lot of interesting layers to this thing. There's a number of players in this report, okay, that were accused, obviously, of taking improper benefits. Those players can never play college basketball. And also, there were four assistant coaches named in that report that obviously have been arrested. And by a rule that was issued in 2013 by the NCAA, it has been stated that the head coach is ultimately responsible for everything that goes on in his program. That's what had Larry Brown get a nine-game suspension a couple years ago. That's what had Jim Behan get a nine-game suspension a couple of years ago. So I think we still have a lot of layers to peel off here.
1: Uh, John, Brian Boland how plausible is it that Rick Pitino wasn't aware of this guy and his talent?
0: You know... I think it's very plausible, B.J., that Rick Pitino didn't know what was going on with Brian Bowen. And you'll find a lot of head coaches that, again, are going to command that their assistant coaches get the best possible players that they can. And here's the difficult part. If the assistants on Louisville don't deliver blue-chip level players for Rick Pitino, they might lose their job in a year or two. But as we've seen if the assistants on Louisville do things that obviously are not in the up and up and they get caught, they still might lose their jobs on Louisville. So there's obviously a fight to maintain your livelihood at the highest level, but there's also the risk of getting caught. Louisville got caught. And the big difference between what happened over the last couple of days at Louisville versus other things that happened under Rick Pitino's watch in the last 10 years is that Louisville was caught in this deal with Brian Bowen through Adidas while it was already under probation by the NCAA. Going into next season, Rick Petino was already going to serve a 5-game suspension in the ACC for what happened with the prostitute scandal scandal a couple of years ago. So even though that was going on, Louisville and their staff pretty much said, "We are above the law." Obviously not.
2: Will they get the death penalty, John?
0: You know, I don't want to speculate on speculation. You know, in, in in that regard, you know, Andrew, I think the one thing you have to look at right now is we've already seen after yesterday's press conference multiple players decommit from Louisville that were already committed. My question is this: Who hires the next head coach because they don't have a an a standing athletic director right now because they fired Tom Jurich? Who is the next head coach, and what players? who signed to play for Rick Pitino, who, again, were ready to be a part of a top-five team and begin practice tomorrow, are going to opt to transfer, which a new coach, obviously, will be in place, they hope, by this weekend. And then if those kids opt to transfer, will they be granted potentially immediately eligible, eligible status because they signed up to play for Rick Patino, Now there's extenuating circumstances.
1: Oh, yeah, they have to allow them to move away from that program and be immediately eligible to play wherever they land. Uh, this inevitably comes up, the legacy question. I, I know w- there's still some unknowns here as far as Patino, his attorneys saying that he did nothing wrong. Uh, the university, of course, sees that differently, and so does the FBI apparently. Uh, what's his legacy?
0: You know, his legacy is going to be, obviously, arguably the best coach, I think, at any level that we have seen over the last two or three decades with the way he's changed styles and the way that he's molded more successful head coaches than anybody else in college basketball over the last 20 or 30 years. But when you look right now at this last chapter under Rick Pitino, it is definitely stained. I mean, in 2009, again, he was the victim of an extortion attempt because he had an extramarital affair with a woman who wasn't his wife. And then two years ago, the, the book came out about the prostitute scandal that happened in a dorm that was named after his brother-in-law who passed away from 9-11. And now you have a scenario where through Adidas, you know that they are named in an FBI report as wiring $100,000 to secure a commitment from Brian Bowen. So I don't think you can ever take away Rick Pitino's legacy on the court But there's always going to be this other side, and this other side will ultimately be what a lot of people remember because of how, unfortunately, messy for Rick Pitino his last decade in college basketball was.
2: John Rothstein, College Basketball Insider for CBS Sports, with us here on and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Going back to what Louisville does for for a head coach here, John, um, what kind of coach? Because Tom Crean makes sense, Stad Mata makes sense because they don't have a job. Can you see somebody that's currently employed leaving right now and taking over a Louisville program they don't know what's going to happen to?
0: Well, first of all, we have to look at this. You know, you look, obviously, at the Louisville situation. No head coach, okay, can even think about taking over this job if they have a long-term deal. Because, as we've discussed right now, there's still a lot more to come down the path in terms of what Louisville could be hit with. I mean, Louisville, even if, you know, the head coach wasn't there, is a program that just had an FBI probe say that they wired $100,000 to a prospect while they were already on probation. So a long-term deal is obviously going to have to be a prerequisite for anybody who looks to take this job. I think you know, you're going to want to hire somebody with the highest of moral standards. Now, guys like Tom Crean and obviously Fad Mata are two people who fit that bill, but they're also two people who aren't hurting monetarily. They don't have to work. They made a lot of money at their past job, so... You know, I think that, you know, from what I've gathered over the last night, there's a good chance that Louisville will aim to name an interim head coach just for this year, which I think, you know, will be a delicate situation. We've seen people in the NBA do that. We've seen people in college football do that. You know, I believe a couple years ago at Arkansas, there was that situation in football with Bobby Petrino. and Who did they hire? John L. Smith. Yep, John L. Smith. I I think you can see something similar. But, you know, it's all right now at Louisville being held together with a piece of gum because you don't have Tom Jurich in place, an athletic director that was seen as one of the best at what he did. You don't have a full-time president in place, and you have right now a program that has just lost two recruits in the rising senior class and could lose more players based on the circumstances that they are probably set to undertake here over the next couple of
1: weeks. Well, Nebraska is dealing with an interim AD now. We discussed Dave Remington, who – former all-american football player there who's the interim ad since they just sacked eichorse uh there and now louisville is going through the same thing let's go back to the 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 money and i'm gonna push back on you buddy because it's not a free education you're in that scholarship and so uh, nothing's free you got to make sure you you bring something to the table but all this money being bantied about and shared amongst others and the athlete is now getting a little share of that well that Now throw, uh, let's say, a wet blanket over this whole amateurism idea that is so so antiquated, the business model is so antiquated, and everyone is reaping the rewards except for the ones who are producing on the court or on the football field.
0: Yeah, I think that it's two different instances because I think that this probe by the FBI is more an effort to clean up what goes on in college basketball As it comes to recruiting, I think the amateur issue is a a separate entity right now, but it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they aim not just to clean up, obviously, recruiting, but, you know, clean up the game in general right now, because, you know, I think, you know, Andrew, you brought up a great point, you know, how many power five coaches are concerned right now. I would say that anybody who has ever done anything that wasn't on the up and up is having a hard time when their head hits the pillow at night.
2: John Ralstein, CBS Sports uh, College Basketball Insider, with us here on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. I, I, you know, I, I almost I spent a few minutes thinking about this, John. And I, I it's way too much of a slippery slope, and there's no easy solution. But long story short, I, I think that uh, you know I, I support a stipend or something extra for these guys. And in lieu of this, I'm thinking, is there anything that we can allow in terms of recruiting? Because we know people are going to do. Illegal things to get guys on campus, but if we allow schools to provide even more incentives to go there, yeah, to somehow it's clean two, things it's, up it's indirectly, separate,
0: it's two separate entities, guys. Right, it's two separate entities. The issue here isn't that players should be paid, and this will be done. The issue here is that assistant coaches use third parties, financial advisors, money men to wire large sums of money, not just to secure prospects, but for their own benefit. That's the issue here. The issue isn't here whether or not players should be paid.
1: Well, I I, I would disagree somewhat. Yeah. There's a larger issue with these guys, the coaches getting players to go to their universities, which helps their universities and their programs generate a, a ton of cash. But, uh, also, they get a cut of it on the side, uh, so I, I'm with you there, but it is still begs the question with all the money that's being generated, all the money that's infused into these programs for apparel companies, shoe companies, uh, and what have you, uh, the only people left out of the transaction are the guys on the court, and they have to defer their monetary gains until their their uh, eligibility has expired, And and, and while... I'm not for wholesale paying players uh, across the board, no matter what the sport I am for them having ownership of their likeness, their marketability.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, something that we'll have to monitor. The story continues to evolve, you know, if it goes off in that direction. But I think, you know, the big issues right now is how do the dominoes seem to fall? How quickly Will, you know, the FBI look to make, obviously, another school a victim, as we saw Louisville become a victim yesterday? I mean, we just saw last night Mm -hmm. Alabama released, obviously, a statement that they began an internal investigation of their own basketball program. And somebody who previously was on their staff and worked before going to Alabama as a director of enforcement for the NCAA has resigned. We have a snowball effect right now in a story (laughs) that we've really never really seen in our lifetime in collegiate athletics, and it came out of nowhere. And this is all happening right now, 24 hours before the start of the season. There was a season that people like me and others for college basketball were planning for on Monday, (laughs) and then all of a sudden, Tuesday morning, a completely different season has emerged out of nowhere.
1: Well, good for you. It'll keep you busy now. Of course, there are going to be those who want to turn an eye to another iconic program in the state of Kentucky, and that's the University of Kentucky. And John Calipari, with his past uh, transgressions, UMass, Memphis, uh, is there going to be a, a look into that program as well?
0: No, I mean I'm not going to speculate on obviously, you know, what programs are going to be looked into. I think the next thing that you know you have to look at is the four programs that had assistant coaches who obviously, you know, were arrested earlier this week. And obviously what happens at the University of Miami, he sent out a statement late on Thursday night or first Wednesday night that they are indeed under FBI investigation. I think, yeah. you know, Miami is the next thing to monitor here, who acknowledged, you know, the uh, press release that they're, that they're right now under FBI investigation.
2: John, in some perverted way, are there folks in the NSA offices that are happy that the FBI did this for them because they couldn't do it and now they get to go on their high horse and start handing out punishments and talk about cleaning up the game?
0: Well, I think that there's some happiness that, you know, obviously some of this came to light, but I also think that the people in the NSA office know that they're going to a much busier fall and winter than they anticipated.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, should I ask you Fordham questions now or just email those <laughs> to you? Off the air. Yeah,
0: well, you have my number. Just text, buddy. <laughs> yeah,
2: please. Judging by the Rams roster, we were not paying for anybody to come to the Bronx to play basketball. <laughs> I'll just say that, uh, John, Safe you're the. Assessment. Yeah, John, you're the best. Thanks, I'll man. talk to you soon. Thanks, uh, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?